This week's episode of The Orange Boy Inquiry is brought to you by The Doinkit. If you are between the ages of three and eight, please listen closely. Owning a Doinkit is now the only proof that you are not a baby. If you don't have this toy, people will think you wear diapers and cry all the time. Everybody will think you sleep in a crib and drink from a bottle if you don't have one of these. And whenever you speak, all people will hear is goo goo and gaga. So tell your mom or dad to buy you a doinkit. Because otherwise, as far as anyone's concerned, you're a baby. Oh, it can also be used as a toy ball. Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. Hello. My name is Lucas. I'm Niall. I'm Jared. And I'm Jared. And we... <laughs> He's Jared twice. <laughs> we talked about Jared. We are three friends, th- three orange boys who love to talk about movies and TV shows and just nerd culture and all that junk. And this week we are talking about the TV show known as Nathan For You. Now, it's probably not very likely that you have heard of this show (laughs) unless you've hung out with one of us. Honestly, Um, that's the only... The only people I know... people that watch it. The only people who, like, have seen it usually also know you guys. Or, like, you recommended it to them, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's been over for a few years, but... Everyone you talk to, well, almost everyone, everyone who's cool you've talked to that has seen this show absolutely (laughs) loves it (laughs) because it is just, if you like The Office, if you like cringe comedy, if you like any of that genre just of weirdness, then you will love Nathan for you. Um, I don't know. What, what would, how would you guys describe it? So I want to clarify. I talked to my brother Ian about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, when we mentioned Nathan for you on some of our top tens of TV. And he said that while he like sees that Nathan for you is funny, he can't watch it because it's too painful for him to watch, which I honestly (laughs) totally understand. Yeah. Like some of the stuff it's like, it's cringe comedy that's taken to a higher level because all of the cringe comes from real conversations that he's actually having with people. Like it's not scripted and it's not, it's not actors and characters. It's actually this guy named Nathan talking to people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Lucas, yeah, exactly. Lucas, would you give us like a synopsis of what the show's about? Cause a lot of people yeah, may have please. never even heard of it before. Yeah. That's a good point. So Nathan for you is the name of the show because the main character's name is Nathan Fielder. And it's basically, it's presented in like a reality TV show type format. 
where like an HGTV type thing where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna come in and make over your home. But instead he pretends that he's a really successful businessman. Like the opening title of every episode is, my name is Nathan Fielder and I graduated from one of Canada's top business schools with really good grades. And it focuses on his report card and he's got like a B minus, like a, a C, C plus. plus. It's just like very mediocre grades. And so everything is taken super seriously as well. It's never like, haha, look how funny we are. It's always presented as though it actually is a reality show, which to an extent it kind of is because Nathan is really the only character. Like he's the only actor, but everyone he interacts with are business owners or just people who ask for like help in some facet or another. And he will give them advice, but the advice is always really weird and dumb. So for example, the first episode, of the show oh. he goes to a yogurt shop <laughs> and they're like hey we haven't had many customers and he's like okay well you know they say all good news is good news right so we can get you into the news by saying that you're gonna have a poo flavored yogurt frozen <laughs> yogurt flavor and the guy is just like uh okay and they always accept they always accept the the predicament that he gives because them. it's well, a I show imagine. there are when, cameras and they have to yeah exactly also, he abuses the cameras I imagine... so much People probably say no, and they're not included in the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of Or they, they say no initially, right? But, like, once he's yeah. in the door, he's there to stay. <laughs> exactly. He he pushes it he, but because he presents it as though it's just the best idea ever. And when someone questions him, he'll be like, well, you know, I did go to business school, so I know more about marketing than you, or I know more about business than you, or whatever else. Yeah. And so it, it's so funny the interactions he has with people. And so with that, my question this week is for those of you who have not seen Nathan for You, ah. and because I'm constantly introducing it to people, what is typically the first episode you feel is good to show people? Okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I have first. A feeling, I have a feeling <laughs> Niall might say the same. As, well, as and I think, I think it's because this is the first episode that I showed you. It is. It's the, then... it's the one that I showed you, which is the gas station slash caricature artist. Yep. Um, it's in the. That is. It's in the first that... season. And it is like one of the most unbelievable things, and just like unbelievably funny. And this was when I was still watching it, so I discovered this show. My, my friend. Um, our friend, actually, Ethan Davis, told me about Ooh. this show years and years before I actually decided to watch it. And I didn't know that any of it was real. So I was watching it and slowly kind of getting the idea like, oh, this is kind of real. And the episode right before this one was when I really realized like, oh, this is an actual thing that he's doing in the real world. And then I watched this episode. The idea is that he offers to this gas station owner who's struggling in Los Angeles the idea of selling their gas at the lowest price in the country <laughs> after rebate, but it's not just a mail-in rebate. So th the idea of the rebate is that they have to pay the full price, but then get basically a refund if they, if they turn in this rebate form, but they can't just mail it in. They have to deliver it by hand to the top of Mount Chileo in Los Angeles. <laughs> And he obviously thinks that they're not going to do it, but then, like, six or seven people decide that they're going to go. And he has, like, this whole series of riddles, and it's an overnight stay. And it really just kind of is the perfect example of, like, 
watching how far Nathan is willing to go with with, with the his ideas. ideas that he has. <laughs> yeah. And it honestly, it has one of the moments, just one specific moment. I won't say what it is, but I'm sure that you guys both know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> is like one of the funniest things that I have ever seen on TV. I was watching it alone and like my stomach hurt from laughing so hard. <laughs> no, that's the that's the case with most of this show for me. Like I I was trying to prep for this episode and watching clips and going back to some episodes. And I was just laughing out loud so hard cuz yeah, just how funny oh, the yeah. show is. Like even so upon funny. rewatching it, like it it's it's incredible. I yeah, I have since watching this I had heard of it only vaguely, only in like passing from a couple of people before I when when I was gone and when I got home back in June until now basically I've been watching and rewatching this show over and over and over again just because every single time I watch it it still makes me laugh. Yeah. And I want to introduce it to as many people as possible. So I'll just keep starting on random episodes with people and watch it with them. And then they will also find it funny and then we'll watch it more when we hang out again or I'll just watch it on my own. It's just such a quality show. I love it so much. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I mean that, that being said, my answer was also the gas station uh, character, caricature artist episode. <laughs> I, for me, this is like one of the most quintessential like Nathan for You episodes, right? It's, yeah. He has a lot that are kind of like, you know, one like specific thing the whole whole way through like one business that he helps or uh like a special kind of episode like dumb starbucks um yeah. where it's not this like it's definitely nathan for you but it, it doesn't quite hit the it's its own marks. form it's, like, it's it's not it's, as like the formula of nathan for you yeah yeah or it's like, not the, like yeah. the claw of shame episode like yeah it's just hilarious like, and brilliant yeah it's but it's great. not the same yeah, so so that's why I wanted to choose choose the gas station one, and I'm not going to change my answer because I also agree. So if you are listening, it's a good answer. There you go. Already two out of three orange boys <laughs> approve. This is the episode yeah. to watch. Actually, three out of three there because that go. is also my answer. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We didn't talk about this at all before, but no. that that's the one I it's think that's one. the best go to. And I know because it also it's edgy enough to introduce you to the show yeah. because there are, there are episodes that are less edgy yeah but it's it's and it's also not the most edgy either so it, right. it's good enough middle ground where it's like if you can handle that you can pretty much handle any of the other episodes with the cringiness or the raunchiness or whatever else yeah but another answer i have is the private investigator slash taxi oh, company dude, that <laughs> um so this is a good one to start off with because he comes back to certain people a lot of times. Yeah. And this private investigator is one of them. And so if you watch this episode, then when you continue right, onwards, <laughs> he keeps is, coming back. Is the taxi and driver also, does he come back with a, to the taxi driver too? So it's, it's a, a different, different taxi, taxi driver. driver. <laughs> okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, he works thank with you. taxi companies a few times. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but I this definitely is also the one where... Um, yeah, yeah. I have a quick thing to add about this investigator. Because he's crazy, and he's kind of like one of the running antagonists of the show. Like, he hates Nathan. And he's so mean to him. And he's hilarious. He calls him the Wizard of Loneliness. The Wizard of Loneliness. It's brutal. But, um, actually, fun fact, I was reading a Reddit AMA that Nathan did, and he said that that was his favorite 
thing that anyone ever said to him because it was so <laughs> creatively insulting. <laughs> but um, well, he he says, "You know who you remind me of? The Wizard of, <laughs> Wizard Loneliness. of Loneliness." As though that's someone that already exists. Well, there's a sh- like, there's a movie called The Wizard of Loneliness. I discovered. Oh, okay. Upon further oh, research, well, I did not know that. So yeah. I guess he reminded him of him. Yeah, but um. The one of our fan questions. I'm sorry, I can't remember who asked, but they wanted to know where the private investigator is now. And he actually, I don't know if if you guys know this, no. but he had he was given an investigation discovery show called Cry Wolf um, about his about his private Being investigation PI, yeah. company or firm or whatever you call it. I've never seen any of it. Apparently it ran for like half a season or maybe like one season before it got canceled. But uh, yeah. this gave him the exposure to get a TV show, actually. So I don't know where to find it, if it can even be found. But uh, Cry Wolf. Maybe on Paramount Plus or Discovery Plus. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why they would put that in their library, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Cry Wolf is what? private investigator Brian Wolf is doing these days. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that episode... Um, so my first answer for introducing people is also the gas station slash caricature artist. Yeah. The other one, the private investigator taxi company, also has a bit in it where they have Solomon. They introduce Solomon oh, as Sol- a character oh, right, who is right, a crew right. member, and they have him have lunch with a girl, oh. and it's a product placement. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I he, love he's that. forced to talk about Quiznos the entire date. <laughs> so the date is at Quiznos. It's a blind date, and he has a he has an earpiece in his ear. And there's a Quiznos like regional lady in charge of marketing, and she's telling him like you should say like you love their crispy like lettuce on their whole wheat bread or whatever. And he <laughs> says it to the the girl. As they're just eating. She's like, okay. Did you know <laughs> this so Quizno awkward. sandwich has chef-inspired sauces? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. She... Oh, uh, it's so funny. Guys, um, there are so many yeah. moments. <laughs> right? Like, yep, we, keep, we keep listing them off, right? Like, uh, that just, I say, you know, one line. I say, you know, Jungle Kid, and we're all laughing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, and there children. are so many... <laughs> jungle children, yeah. Um, right, and there, <laughs> there are so many of these moments throughout the show that just make us laugh so hard. But I wanted to ask you guys for my question. Like, what moment made you laugh the hardest? You know? It can be mm-hmm. whatever. It could be the cringiest moment or just <laughs> one of the times Nathan... One of the rare times Nathan breaks character. I think that the, our answers will be a little bit different this time because there's so many yeah, yeah. There are options. Infinity. Yeah, be, because I was just thinking, I was looking through all the episodes and everything, and just thinking of everything. And the first time I watched them, and even rewatching them, how hard they make me laugh. And I think the one that really made me laugh the hardest the first time around because of how clever it was was when he gets Andy to marry him without his knowledge by performing the marriage in Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. So basically, to preface this a little bit, Nathan (laughs) is afraid of getting sued by Uber. And so if he were, he would, it would risk his green card because Nathan Fielder is Canadian. And so his, 
the guy he's like helping the business out is a taxi company owner. And so he asked him to marry him just like platonically for, so that he could get his green card and he doesn't want to do it. And so then they go to a Chinese shop and he sets up all the menu items to be like skunk face or tail with hair on and just all these disgusting like turtle snout, <laughs> things you would never order. And then there's one that's chicken and rice or something. It's like very tame, like just standard, something you would find at a Chinese restaurant. And the Chinese name of the dish spelled out phonetically is I do. <laughs> and so... They both walk up to the counter of this Chinese restaurant and there's this man, this Chinese man who is legally able to marry people who's just speaking in Chinese <laughs> and they're both just looking at the menu and Andy, the guy whose company is like Nathan is helping out, is just like kind of confused as why he's just speaking in Chinese. And then he stops for a second. Nathan leans over. He's like, hey, he wants you to order. He looks up at the menu and says, I do. <laughs> and then he continues speaking in Chinese. Nathan also says, I do. They sign what he thinks are receipts, but it's actually a marriage license. <laughs> and then they sit down and eat their dinner, like their, their meal together. And the, there's a lot of voiceover, just like commentary. And Nathan is like, it was weird sitting across from a man who didn't know he was my husband. <laughs> Oh, but it's so it's funny. so so funny. That's fantastic. Um, I love that my, one. My answer, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if this is actually one of the moments that I laughed the hardest, or just one of my favorite moments because of how shockingly clever it is. But either way, I I sure. laughed just like a madman when I watched this episode, and it's season three, <laughs> episode one, Electronics Store. Um, yes. His, his plan in this one, there's a failing oh, electronics man. store, and he they're going out of business because of a Best Buy that opened up um, in, in the area near them. And so he wants to use Best Buy's price match policy against them to have this electronic store put TVs on for sale for $1 and then go to Best Buy and show them that this other store is selling them for a dollar, buy all of the TVs, take them back to what Spears TV is the name of the place, and then sell them at the normal price. But in order to do this, he has to keep people from going in and buying these TVs while the promotion is on. So he, he um, enforces a strict formal dress code where you need to be wearing a tuxedo if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to shop in the store. And then he installs this giant steel door and he's like, this is the free TV section. And you go through and then there's this tiny, like one foot tall door that they have to like crawl through. And then there's another steel door with a, with a window and a live alligator or crocodile i can't remember just sitting between them and the tv and, and nobody chooses to go of course and get the tv yeah. so that's his method of scaring everybody away like people like it, it's fun watching it get narrowed down <laughs> where it's like yeah some people like as soon as there's a dress code they're like all right never mind yeah. some people will go get dressed in tuxedos in this nice formal wear and then turn then around go, the door <laughs> turn out the door. Some will crawl on the floor to get into the next room. 
and then they'll see an alligator or a crocodile, and that's where everybody's like, you know, but, I'm good. Like, all right, well. But this is all leading up to my favorite moment of this episode where Nathan realizes the legal implications of trying to sell $1 TVs and realizes that they could be sued by Best Buy for trying to exploit their, their price match policy. And so he decides to make the guy in charge of Spears TV um, get... He, he wants them to basically oh, sign off that he's yeah. clinically insane so that they can lose the insanity yeah. defense. That's right. So he I takes forgot. them... He takes him to a psychiatrist and says, "This is just a, this is just a routine like checkup that we have to do for everyone on the show," and then meets with the psychologist beforehand and says, "So he believes that he has been the owner of a TV store for the last ten years. Um, he he's like, I'm just worried about him and I think that he needs to be seen." And so he basically prefaces this interview with the psychologist that none of this is true and then he has yeah. him meet meet this lady and she just asks him about his job and he's just like yep 10 years i love it it's my favorite job and then nathan just <laughs> leans over and he's like tell her about the alligator and then he's like oh yeah so in the store it was a great idea we we have this alligator and, oh, yeah, and that was there to scare people like, away from like, buying one dollar tvs and there's like a two foot tall door that yeah. you have to get through and she's just like shocked at how insane this person is <laughs> just writing down on her clipboard all these notes and i seriously i watched that in just sheer disbelief just laughing my head off the whole time because it's so it's such a creative idea and and he he literally gets his own idea marked off as insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's so funny because who would that believe is... that you know yeah <laughs> especially when preps preface like that uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly that would be that's that is like top tier one of my favorite businesses he helps in his favorite yeah. one of my favorite strategies he does uh right on par with that i would say of just what how much i laughed during an episode uh <laughs> is when when nathan helps out a dating website and and he wants to help protect <sighs> the beautiful women of this dating website with a a ploy he calls daddy's watching <laughs> Where basically oh he goodness. hires strong men to go on these dates with, with these women. And if the women are in trouble at any time, they say, Daddy, Daddy, come over now. Save my life. You made a vow. You made a vow. <laughs> and just this whole, the whole episode is so funny. Like this whole part of it where he, like, vets the date before he comes in. Because Nathan does, like, a test run of the daddy's watching program, right? He teaches her the daddy daddy rhyme, they call it. <laughs> and then he, like, goes outside, and he's the date shows up on the doorstep, and he's like, hey, will you help me with this? Will you help me take, a, like, a picture? Like, I'm moving out. And he's like... He's like, oh yeah, the cam the camera's in the box here. Do you have like a knife or like some sort of weapon I could like open the box with? <laughs> Just trying to make sure like this guy doesn't have any weapons. And then he's like, yeah, you know, like sometimes women, right? Like sometimes you just want to 
kiss them sometimes you just want to wring their necks right <laughs> because like <laughs> no i don't think you should wring anybody's neck then he just looks at him and he's like are you a sex offender <laughs> he's like no absolutely not <laughs> and then he takes the guy's fingerprints and then follows them on the date and I think the part that makes me laugh the most is how he disguises himself <laughs> on the date. <laughs> so they, oh, yeah. they go bowling, and Nathan's, of course, narrating over top of it. And he's like, but I found a way to stay right next to them without them even knowing. Oh, and it <laughs> spans over, and it shows him in the background in, like, a, like burqa, I think it's called, or some sort of oh, religious scarf. Burka, yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what it's something. called. Like, just some religious garb uh, that covers his face and his whole body. And he's just bowling by himself on a lane. It's the funniest shot. You can, like, only just, like... see his eyes. <laughs> I, if, oh. if that was it, I would say it's the funniest, like, scene ever in, like, all yeah. of TV. But then it gets even better when he hires a... <laughs> like a daddy to take his place uh and the Off guy is, the guy is just the weirdest so <laughs> creepy creepy guy he's like yeah <laughs> I, I, he's like, i'll just pressure point right here and here and just press really hard <laughs> <laughs> you know nathan asks the question he's like hey what would you do if like the guy tried to kiss the girl on the day he's like i would knock him out just like push push my fingers right here on, onto his neck just pressure points 30, 30, 30, 30 to three three seconds he's out <laughs> my guy does not know what he's talking about and i'm just watching him. Night to tuck you in <laughs> tuck you in. i just want you to know i'm tucking you in <laughs> the whole the whole thing like just watching nathan do it before and seeing the expectations versus the reality of how it's executed yeah. is so funny because he it shows him at the doorstep with a box and he's like hey Take a picture of me. And the guy's like, I don't have a camera. He's like, it's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. And the guy's just like, I'm sorry. I'm going to go. And he like and grabs like, his wait, arm. Wait. And he like tries to pat him down. And he just like <laughs> runs away. Yeah. So that's my favorite moment. I, I love I'm that. surprised, Jared. I thought that you were going to say the Summit Ice commercial. Honestly, that that's on my... <laughs> I have like four different ones listed. in Summit Ice, the commercial... Is so funny. Yeah, unfortunately deny, for time, deny nothing. <laughs> I don't. Deny I don't think nothing. we can explain every episode that we talk about. <laughs> no, that's okay. The Summit Ice episode, everyone is crazy. Big, edgy, <laughs> shocking. Yeah. It is crazy. And the oh. funny thing is, you can still buy Summit Ice merchandise. Yeah. Like they still sell it. Yeah. Oh my god. I goodness, want one. They're nice looking jackets. I know. I, I want. I want a nice. I want a nice Summit That's Ice jacket as well. Everything that he sets up is like, at well least done. relatively legitimate. You know. Yeah. And so it's like. That's just like the Summit Ice that you can actually buy a Summit Ice jacket or or a beanie or toque as he calls it and that's the whole point in the episode yeah but um all of that stuff like you can actually buy it that's just kind of more proof that it's like he is actually going out and doing this stuff you know Mm -hmm. and it's just it just you know adds to this crazy world of like unbelievable comedy that nathan fielder has built (laughs) you know it's just (laughs) 
oh, every time you learn something else about the guy or about the show's production, it just gets funnier. Oh, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, that actually makes me want to ask my question now. Because of the fact okay. that his... It, has everyone answered? I'm not mm-hmm. stepping yeah. on toes. Okay, just making no, sure. No, we, we're all good. Um, <laughs> I was pretty sure. I just wanted to make sure. Um, but because of the fact that all of this is legitimate, of course, a lot of his... I, well, all of his ideas are pretty crazy. But um, some of them actually really work. And I know that there are specific cases that actually turned out to be very, very successful for the participants. And so I want you guys to tell me what of his ideas do you think was actually like the best idea or, okay. or that would have actually helped a company the most. So not necessarily what was like the most uh, like in the episode successful, but like what idea is Longer genuinely term. like a good one long term yeah kind of longer term or honestly if it was really successful in the episode that too you know just kind of i I want some success stories is what i want okay oh i have i have one um but i can't i'm trying to remember what actually happens in the episode so it's the souvenir shop Basically, if you break it, you buy it is the idea. Oh, yeah. And so I'm trying to remember the logistics of the... That's the the antique store. Oh, antique store. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, Where if if you break it, you buy it. And so I remember he got someone drunk and then put him in like a big costume and then made really (laughs) narrow hallways where uh, it was almost impossible for somebody to navigate through the antique shop to get to the back where there was, like, free donuts or something. You guys got to remember. You guys got to remind <laughs> I can't me. Remember yeah, so, exactly. so yeah, what the episode is, take is he goes to this antique, stop, antique store and he says, let's make it open 24-7 because there's a bar right nearby. And so if it's open later, then you're more likely to get drunk patrons to come in and break stuff. (laughs) And so he has them set up the store so that the entryway is like super narrow and they Mm -hmm. put a bunch of plates on the very edges of the of the displays. And then he finds this drunk guy that he pretends to be doing shots with, but he's just drinking apple juice, which is a whole other part of it. But. Right. He and this drunk guy go, and he's like, oh, let's go to a costume party. You're down. He's like, okay. And so he dresses up in like a Robin Hood outfit, and he puts the other guy in this massive sumo wrestler, like huge thing. <laughs> One of those thing. big inflatable suits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they're walking down the street just like casually. He's like, oh, wow, look, free pizza inside this antique That's store. And it it's is. open 24-7. <laughs> let's go in. And so he has him going first, and he tries to squeeze through, and he's just breaking stuff like crazy. And Nathan asked the store owners, like, oh, wait, do you guys have a you break it, you buy it policy? She's like, yes. <laughs> He's like, uh-oh. And so then the guy is forced to purchase all the stuff that he broke. Yeah. Um, so I think execution-wise, <laughs> this will, I think, I think it's a good idea to yeah. almost guarantee income, right? If you're an antique shop and you're right next to a bar, 
then yeah, stay open all night and uh, put all your very precious <laughs> plates and uh, oh, ceramics man. at the edge of the shelf. Right just, on the edge of the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. just, just wait. Like, I mean, if you're trying to increase sales, I think that was the best idea. Oh, so Thank funny. you. Thank you, Lucas, for helping me there. Helping with the recap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Um, my answer to this is um, in the first season, he goes to a restaurant. And in the area, there are no restaurants that allow you to use the bathroom without being a customer. Oh, jeez. And he dude. says... Let's make it allowed, but when you go into the bathroom, there's an ad playing for the food that they're missing out on, basically. And so (laughs) what he does is he makes these videos of, like, the food and, like, the the restaurant or whatever. And he's specifically saying, like, even though you've come in just to go pee or just to go to the bathroom (laughs) or whatever, you can stay and enjoy all our different dishes. And he has a camera on the ad monitor and he films them as they're going to the bathroom, just their reactions to the ads. So messed up. <laughs> so funny. Like, that that part of the, the business idea is not necessary. It was just for the show. But that idea of letting them come in to use the bathroom and then showing them an ad actually did end up working because some of the people stayed and stayed ate and a ate. meal. There you go. Yeah. It's way good. Uh, that's a good answer, man. That is a solid answer. I, um, I've got, uh, this is a hard one for me. I thought that it was going to be easy and that's why I asked it, but then I started looking through them and a lot of these are just really, really good episodes and great ideas. But I think the, the one that I'm going to go with, but I'll also bring up another one is the, um, uh, what is the episode called? It's called Pet Store Slash Maid Service. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I am, I'm going to talk about the maid service side of it because basically his idea is when you hire this cleaning service, there's one maid that comes to your house and she spends 60 minutes um, just making noise and, and <laughs> getting in your way and, and it's a problem and you have to deal with it for that whole time. So his idea is... He, he maths it out, and his idea is if we get 40 maids in your house, we can clean your house in six minutes flat. And um, he gets all of these maids together, and there's some really funny stuff in here. He kind of forces them, like he he goes through this rigorous training and asks them all these questions. What's your station? What are you going to be cleaning? And so they pull up in this big, like, extreme home makeover (laughs) style bus and just come charging out and storm the house and start, like, cleaning everything. And, of course, like, the guy that is doing it, he, like, the guy whose house is being volunteered, he knows what they're trying and so he's okay with it. But they're just in there, like, flipping everything over and cleaning. And they do it. And they do, like, a really good (laughs) job. And he's like, this is the cleanest this house has been since I moved in. Um... But it like there's there's a lot of awkward and funny stuff in that episode, but that's one of the ones that's honestly like less funny and more just kind of like, oh yeah, that just worked and was good. <laughs> yeah. Um like it's ridiculous, but, but it, it worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then 
the other one that I wanted to bring up, and this one just was successful and actually went into kind of a long-term successful thing, but it's the ghost realtor. Ghost realtor, yeah, I hear um, <laughs> That's right. She, she, and there, there are a couple, like, the idea of the mechanic, I think, is really funny, which is basically he wants the mechanic to be hooked up to a lie detector before he gives the evaluation of how, of what they need to fix in the car to be sure that the, the mechanic isn't pulling the wool over your eyes like there are a lot of really good ideas that one's of course over the top but it would give a lot of customers a sense of security but the ghost realtor is basically this realtor that he decides he's like 50 percent of americans believe in ghosts and so by not ensuring that your houses are not haunted you're ignoring 50 percent of the population and so he gets this realtor to basically team up with a medium and an exorcist to um, ensure that houses aren't haunted, or if they are, to exorcise the house and clear it of any demonic presence before they sell it. And um, she actually, like, he totally changed this lady, and now she, I believe still to this day, markets herself as the ghost realtor. And, and... It works with this medium still. It has a new medium, actually, that she works with now. But they make sure that every house that they sell is not haunted before they do it. And it's working for them, you know? And I just think that it's the funniest idea that actually worked. No, that's... that. Yeah, that's a great answer. Man, he's got There's a lot my... of good ideas. Yeah, it looks like she still has a Twitter yeah, account. Yeah. But it hasn't been posted on for a while. Ghostfreehome.com <laughs> is her <laughs> website. So, if oh, you're looking like for a house down. in the area, in the, in the California area, yeah, might as well uh, make sure it's not haunted, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. Her name is Sue Stanford. Yeah, that's it. Maybe she is no longer alive. Uh, she's gotta be. We have, we have one more question, yeah? Yeah, we've got a fan question. Yes, dude, I could. That's the thing. Who is, is like, this I, one from? I could talk about Nathan for you all day, and it's yeah. hard oh, yeah, to same. not just like say like Summit Ice and then just like us laugh about it, knowing talk what about it, is. it yeah. for like fifteen Seriously. minutes. But it, I, I didn't realize how difficult it is to like explain like everything all the context yeah, needed dude. to understand it's the episode so much goes into every single like this this situation is funny but yeah. only if you understand every other every thing part of that it yeah exactly in the episode it's yeah. it's crazy um so this question is doubled up uh from uh cy robinson and uh ooh, who else uh landon gwynn all right. Nice. And the Thanks, question Landon. is, which episode made you the most uncomfortable? Or or which segment made you the most uncomfortable? Good. Oh, what a good, good question. Good question. I'll go first. What an answer I have. All right, go for it. Because um, I think you guys already know this. Um, this one, I just... I have such a hard time watching this episode. Uh, it's... The end of the Pink's hot dog stand episode. <laughs> the pr- the premise crazy. very, very quickly is 
basically Nathan allows for cutting in line if you have a good reason for cutting, right? And so if you have like a doctor's appointment or something you got to go to, that's okay. Go ahead. This one guy skips in line and he was like, I'm not sure if that guy was telling the truth. So he has somebody follow him and it turns out he didn't. And he instead he went to see a movie. And so he decides to teach that guy a lesson, calls him up, lets him know that he's the one millionth Pink's customer, basically, <laughs> or something like that. That And he gets a uh, <laughs> dinner at sea. <laughs> and so he's invited to go onto a boat. Dinner and... for one at sea being on a literal boat. <laughs> yeah. yes, In case yes, that's yes. not clear. <laughs> yeah, dinner for one at sea on a boat. Uh, he goes into, like, the docks, meets up with Nathan. Nathan's like, here's your dinner, and there's nothing there. And he's like, actually, you're just here to face the consequences of what you did. And he brought <laughs> some of the people who were in line that day, <laughs> who he cut in front of, who, like, <laughs> just get to confront him, <laughs> you know? And they're, like, so hurt by it. <laughs> like, There's this one lady really who is, like, oh, yeah, they're legitimately upset. <laughs> like, so mad. And it is so... It's so uncomfortable, and the guy who cut in line is just like, you know, I'm just, I live my life, like, you know, I'm just, like, hanging out, and just, you always be who you are, and don't let anybody else tell you, uh, you know, otherwise. And, <laughs> what you want to be, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and just the whole thing is uncomfortable, and you just have to sit in it for way too long. And it's at sea, so he just <laughs> can't go anywhere. Yeah, he can't escape, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, that's definitely mine. But I'm sure you guys have some other very uncomfy ones that I will agree with. Lucas. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah so Lucas mine got. is... There's an episode of the show where he finds this guy who is just very socially inept, awkward, weirdo, and he basically volunteers to give Nathan his identity so that Nathan can tightrope oh, between two buildings. Yes, the hero. In order Jeez, to... The hero. In, in order to... Uh, I don't remember exactly why he no, even it, did it in the first place. It was like so the guy could be seen as like a hero or something, right? It was just... Yeah, yeah. So the guy could was, be seen as a hero, but I don't... like. It no, wasn't for a business or anything. No, it, it was, was just to raise money for some cause, like some charity. Yeah, I think it was breast cancer awareness. Yeah, But there wasn't right. like anyone with breast cancer awareness he was working with. I think he just had this idea and wanted to do it. Yeah. And so he hunted down like the weirdest kind of loner guy that he could find. And he gets this... So he... He has that guy go into the middle of the desert and live for a couple weeks while Nathan acquires his personality. And he has a, a, like a, a prosthetic mask made of the guy's face that he wears. And then in order to continue to live his life, he sets him up on a date and goes out on a date as the other guy. Yes. And that date is the most just dude brutal. It's bad. Just tears me apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. He acts like the guy, and the guy is super awkward and weird. And it's just this woman who thinks she's on a date with someone else, and it's just a guy in a prosthetic, like a prosthetic mask, and like a fat suit. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's so funny. But the cringe is just out of this world. Well, and it's even worse when like the guy takes over, <laughs> right? And he, yeah, takes over back. He switches yeah. back. And because then like, he's dating this girl that he's never met. And he gives a speech <laughs> and says, I love you. 
Oh, that's rough. It's brutal. That's a rough one. That date is, I I would never have thought to say that, but you're absolutely right. That is so funny. That's a rough one. Um, Oh, oh, I had it. I had the moment in my head, and I lost it. Niall, that's why you Mm. write this down. Here, while you think, I I do have something I wanted to share at some point uh, in this uh, and that's while, like, while getting ready, I found some really, really interesting videos about Nathan for you. Uh, one source that really helped explain why Nathan for you is so good um, was a video by the nerd by Nerdwriter called "How Nathan Fielder Undresses People." Um, yeah. <laughs> and he says he says something along the lines of like, when they're being filmed, right? When when they agree to be on camera they think that they are being filmed for one reason right for for something mm-hmm. but in reality they're being filmed for something else right and so it creates this irony that like the audience we know like what's actually going on but they don't and so there's this realness that's able to like slip through and and like highlight of of their character and so we get to see like the actual people in a way you don't get to see on like other reality shows or other like sort of right different like uh tv shows right so it's like they're giving up a realness they don't even know they're offering and so like that's just one of the big points that stood out to me is in these moments when you see like how awkward or how like (laughs) i don't know like the private investigator you know or uh you know the the guy who becomes a hero you know these Uh people are like just being themselves like in a way you wouldn't be able to see anywhere else and and you get to see nathan directly interact with those people and that's what that's what's so good so definitely go check out the nerd writer yeah on youtube that video is crazy i've seen it too it's really good um my answer is all right uh, I love you again scene. <laughs> oh uh, my god. In this scene that, he has That is hilarious. <laughs> in this scene, so it's kind of a running joke in the show that Nathan is just desperate for love and human connection. Um yeah. and, and just will do whatever he can to try to make a woman love him. And there are episodes where he like not needing to at all, but will like set himself up on a date with somebody, um, <laughs> just to like that that does or like, ask the the person out yeah, or whatever at, like, after or, he's done like, or throw himself person, like, his so, like, own what personal are you doing bachelor. Later tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so yeah. like, there's a lot of this. This is kind of like a running joke, and it's later in the in the series. But there's an episode where. He has hired a bunch of actors um, for a, a certain purpose. If I explain it, it'll take 20 minutes. Right. But he's hired a bunch of actors, and he's got these two that are supposed to be characters that are in love. He's putting on, like, a play. And um, there's a moment where the, the female character says to the male character, I love you. And he's like, it's, this just isn't feeling very real. Um, if you could step out and, and you could try it with me. And so he sits down and he's like, okay, so now tell me that you love me and, and I want this to feel real and I want you to make eye contact with me and tell me that you love me. And so she's like, I love you. 
And he just looks at her quietly and says, again. She says, I love you. Again. I love you. Again. And it like, it's seriously, it's one of those bits where you know that it's going to last a long time and it still lasts way longer than you would expect it to. And it just hurts, but it's so funny because of like, it's, it's, it's got this moment that he's, he's doing for the show. That's a joke. And like inside of this particular scheme, that's a joke. But then it also is referencing this like higher kind of arc, I guess, that's gone through the whole show of him just desperate for love and finally hearing somebody say that it's that they love him even though it's not real. And it just <laughs> it's just so funny. And it's like this kind of I don't know, it's a very clever moment that wouldn't be funny if he hadn't been kind of setting up his desperation for love in basically every episode up to that point. But because yeah. of that, it's like insane. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's the And it just hurts no. to watch also. That, <laughs> you know? There are a lot of little subtle things that you'll pick up on as you watch. Like you can watch basically any episode out of context, but if you watch the show beginning to end, there are a lot of little jokes and like yeah. just running jokes or inside jokes or things like that, yeah. that will come up and are even more funny and just as you get to know Nathan more as a person and just kind of the character he plays, the stuff that he does just gets more and more funny and why he does certain things like the Claw of Shame episode we were talking about. If you just watch that first, you'd be like, what the heck is this? It's not right. that funny. But if you watch it with the context of who he is and everything else, then it just makes it hilarious. Yeah. And um, basically, like Niall was saying, the real purpose of the show is Nathan is lonely trying to find a friend and or lover <laughs> and is unsuccessful in every regard. It's <laughs> And it's like the business ideas are just ways of him trying to find friends or someone to love and it just never works out for him. Well, so that, um, I'm happy I, I have some got. friends Jared, did you have? and somebody to yeah. love. Yeah. yeah, me too. I love you. I wish they could be here today. Again. <laughs> I love you. Again. <laughs> I love you. Again. Okay, <laughs> Lucas, take us out. I don't want to <laughs> Okay, well, remember this episode was brought to you by the Doinkit, um, which is also <laughs> featured in Nathan for You. Um, but hopefully our in-depth <laughs> descriptions of these episodes and whatever else has been entertaining and is inspiring enough for you to seek it out. It's on Hulu. I believe it's on HBO yeah. Max as I, well. Yeah. I think just how so. much we, we've been laughing this whole episode or just, just can, you can tell how much we genuinely love the material. It's and so like, funny. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it is very, very good. So go so check good. out. You can rewatch it over and over, and over again. Gas station yep. Uh, yep. slash caricature artist. Gas station artist. slash caricature artist. So and good. then go from there. Um, and then, yeah, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you for listening. Shout out to our sponsor. And don't watch season three, episode six with your parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there please. you go. Good or, advice. or maybe even at all. <laughs> okay. Bye. See you guys. That's all we got for you. <laughs>